0: Welcome to Chasing Water, where we combine pursuit and process to equip and inspire you to guide your sons to become men. I'm Ryan Brown.
1: And I'm Jared Gibson.
0: Do you ever find yourself in chaotic situations? Do you have a tendency to get angry when things are out of your control? Do you find that uh, you turn inward uh, when your plans get disrupted, uh, and you just sit over there and play the pouty quiet game? When other people are fearful and freaking out, do you panic? If you're in a room full of complainers, do you join in in the complaining? Well, today on Chasing Water, we're going to try to help you raise men who are prepared for disappointments, who are prepared to meet with difficulty and disruptions in life, who are prepared to stay calm in the chaos. So, Jared, why are we talking about this whole topic of staying calm when it's hot?
1: <laughs> I think that the world that we live in, and of course, we're watching that all of the time. Um, it's in great need of leaders. And the reality is, is that we believe that this life's going to be filled with trouble. Yeah. I mean, we're, we don't expect there not to be issues in this life. And, uh, we also don't believe that it will be easy. And I think, uh, The reality is is that the fog's kind of been lifted, you know, recently in our country, and our history, and we will probably look back in our lives and think, like, this was a tumultuous time, and so there's a need for leaders, and I I think uh, one of the great marks of a man is to be stable and Mm -hmm. uh, to pursue a, a level of stability, and so whether a man is leading himself, his family, his workplace, or any other place, it's imperative that he Lives a stable life, and so I think at a very young age, like your boys need uh, help in that regard. You want to model the kind of behavior that you want to see in them, and give them tools to to uh, grow up and and become men that are that are uh, uh, just stable men. And so I think that's really really valuable, and I think that's why we need to talk about it and we need to consider it. I think about a couple of years ago, my wife Anna. She told me that she overheard one of our boys' teachers telling them about the importance of being a thermostat rather than a thermometer. And at first, I didn't even know, you know, what yeah, she meant. Yeah, what are you talking about? Yeah. I was kind of, well, what, what are we talking about here? You know, so I was intrigued, and I asked her to kind of share more. And she said, you know, the teacher said a thermometer is a person that allows the circumstances of life to control them, mm-hmm. while a thermostat is a person that changes the temperature of a room. Uh, mm. when they step into it, and I thought, man, that was really, really powerful. and kind of stuck with me, and I, I think about it often, and my boys hear it more often than they want to. <laughs> yeah, sure. You will in this podcast, <laughs> right. you know, you'll get your fill. Uh-huh. So.
0: Right, okay, well, uh, as usual, uh, let's start with a little bit about um, you know your history, um, how it was growing up uh, in your house, uh, how you saw this kind of thing modeled.
1: Yeah, I think difficult situ- situations in life stand out. You know, yeah. like they're a part of your story. Uh, they, they kind of stay a, a long period of time, like in your memory, you might say. Mm-hmm. And so uh, when I think about like early um, things go- that have gone on in my life or early experiences, I mean, I remember one, and I, I don't know how old I was, but I, I was really, really young. But uh, I, I remember my dad received a call about a man in our church passing away. He was young. Mm-hmm. think he was like 49 he died of a you know massive heart attack and so uh like my dad would do i mean one of his he was a deacon in our church and so he did a lot of different you know uh service things and one of the ways he served people was going to their homes Mm -hmm. and stuff when they went through some kind of tragedy and i remember he told us to get in the car and we drove over to these people's house and we sat there in the car for it seemed like a long time (laughs) but i You know, in my mind, I can still see him, like, hugging that family, people crying on his shoulder. Yeah. And uh, that was very much a part of growing up with him. Mm -hmm. There were other tragedies in our family. I remember my uncle passed away at 30. My dad had to leave in the middle of the night. I remember him coming home and talking to us about it. Yeah. I remember my grandfather and all these things. You're like, man, did you have a really rough childhood? (laughs) You know, you saw a lot of tough things. But I mean, all of us grow up with different things. But I remember my grandfather passing away, and uh, just how you know, my dad was a rock in our immediate family and in Mm -hmm. the broader family. And I just kind of always thought you could count on him to to be there, to be consistent, to be um, someone who was steadfast, someone that people could. Like cry on like I said or or just in in many ways just he would be there when the trouble was brewing he would even be there you know and I I remember growing up in church meetings sometimes that were difficult you know (laughs) I remember him having to stand there you know before a group of you know the angry mob you know not not that we saw that a lot but occasionally you know
0: fun fun old baptist
1: business meetings (laughs) you know it was rare in our church but it, it did happen on occasion and I I just remember, like, when people were angry and distressed, uh, he seemed to keep his head, Mm -hmm. you know. And, And on a lighter note, you know, I just even remember on a ball field, like he was maybe a coach or assistant coach, and, you know, people were screaming at the umpire, and I just never really remember him. Losing it out there. Yeah, I mean, I, he may have been on the outs- on the inside, you know, but on the outside, you know, you just kind of felt like he kept us cool, mm-hmm. and it was a real blessing. Yeah. What about you? No,
0: I think my dad is. Uh, this sounds very similar. My da- uh, one of the things about my dad that I remember, like, and you know, I mean, he still is this. Um, he is this um, stabilizing force, and uh, and a force of like peace, and so I in all of my entire growing up, Mm -hmm. I don't ever remember seeing my parents fight. Never. Like, I mean, they would have, you know, discussions about something where they might get a little bit like, well, I'm not sure that that's the best way, you know, whatever. But never did I hear, like, they didn't raise their voice. They never, I never saw them fight. They may have when I wasn't there, or like, you know, once I went to bed, like, they may have had it out. I don't know. But... The way what he modeled for us, and you know, my mom too. I'm you know not to take any credit away from her, but right. um, but he was certainly this force of like calmness and and always wanting to to make things peaceful, mm-hmm. to like bring a, a calmness to a situation. And he did that with you know other people as well. So like you know he was a he was a youth pastor for years, still is, um, and, and and anybody that he would have you know. Conversations with who were going through hard times. I mean, that was it was very similar to what you you know you say about your dad, just being this this source of of comfort and of uh, you know this rock of calmness. I, mm-hmm. That's that's one of the best things I could you know best ways to express it. I think it's just um, he brought a level of okay, he's in the room. It's okay. He's he, you know right. It's calm
1: now. It's better. And, and that doesn't mean that they don't they lacked courage. You know what I'm saying? No, for sure,
0: no. Yeah. I mean, he was a firefighter. I I remember one time we were driving home. uh, We had been hunting, I think, and uh, we were coming back and it was like, it was the evening, getting to be evening and we saw smoke in the distance and he he was a volunteer firefighter and uh, he pulled up at this house that had smoke building out of it and he was like, hold on, he puts on his gear. Oh, wow. And like, goes and busts down the door of this house and goes in there like yelling for people to see if there's anybody in the house and i'm just like seven years old like like Dad, he's gonna die in the yeah, fire yeah, you know yeah. like crying about it right. <laughs> but yeah. uh you know there's nobody there and he came out and he was fine but anyway yeah i mean that was the kind of you know that's the kind of person that he is it's not a not a lack of courage right. it's just a force of
1: stability stability
0: kind of. absolutely
1: yeah, yeah. And that's what I, I think about people you know there's a difference between like people say the difference between like peacekeeping and peacemaking right know? yeah, and uh, I think that's I mean I don't think my dad like shied away from difficult subjects or difficult mm-hmm. situations for sure, but uh and so he would strive for peace even in the face of sometimes conflict you know yeah, and I think that's a really powerful example absolutely
0: all right, so you brought up this whole thing, and this is probably what everybody as soon as they heard it, they're like, okay, he needs to explain this better. Explain to me a little bit more the thermostat versus thermometer idea.
1: Right. Okay. Well, I'll give you some examples just kind of the way I would think about it. A man that is like a thermostat enters a room uh, where people are angry and seeks to cool them down. Okay. That would be an example. Uh, If he were a thermometer, he would enter into a room where people are angry and he would increase the anger. Right. Okay. Yeah. So let,
0: let me just, just for people who are unaware, like let's just think about the terminology here. A thermostat in your house is that thing where you push the buttons and tell it, like, I want my house to be seventy-one, right? I want my house mm-hmm. to be seventy degrees, and it and it tells your air conditioner like to make your house that cold. A thermometer is the thing that is sitting, you know, on the outside of your house most of the time. Most people don't have them inside. Right. That tells you like it's ninety-five out here right now. Right. right. So it's reading the temperature and all it's doing is just like telling you what it is. Right. A thermostat is changing the temperature. Right. That's the point. Okay. So you can keep going now. Well, I, just want I mean, to just, I got that clear, clear in right. my head now. <laughs>
1: yeah. I mean, I think some something would be like uh, another example would be a thermostat uh if, if people were kind of in, in a situation where they are uh ang- not just angry but maybe they're just complaining or something like that. Uh A thermostat would be one who would try to think about the positive Mm -hmm. things that we could kind of consider in that moment, uh, or put a more positive spin on the issue, or even try to, you know, to think of. uh, I think a lot of times, or a lot of people are talking about gratitude. Yeah. So maybe they would say, like, what things can we be thankful for in this moment, rather than just the things that we uh, are kind of upset about. And so, uh, a thermometer, on the other hand, uh, would join in that mm-hmm. conversation and seek to continue uh, the complaining or maybe, you know, uh, voice their complaints and make sure that they are heard or whatever, right. Yeah, you know. Uh, one other, I guess I would say, is like in a stressful situation, a thermostat would be someone who would have their head on when everyone else was losing theirs. That's just <laughs> kind of like they'd have their head on straight. That's the way we would say it often. But uh, a thermometer in stressful situation would panic. Yeah. And so whether they would kind of run away from the situation or run into the situation and just kind of bounce around that that's you know that's that would be kind Mm -hmm. of the idea
0: all right so I think that helps kind of clarify why it is that we would desire to see our boys be thermostats in you know in their lives and why we you know obviously as parents should try to you know strive to model that for them Um, how do you how do you try to like help your boys uh, do this better
1: yeah you know, I mean, I, my dad always used to say, you know, like a lot more is caught than taught, mm-hmm. you know. And so a good example, I, I think, is like, uh, it's the most important.
0: Man, why would you have to say that? I was hoping, <laughs> yeah. I, like, I don't want to have to do it. You I know. just want them to be good at it. <laughs> right. Yeah, no, for
1: sure. I understand. Uh, but, you know, it's interesting. There will be times where if you're in the middle of the moment, for instance, like Anna's home with the boys, somebody hurts themselves, mm-hmm. you know, like, one day she called and, like, you know, Will's cut his hand with a pocket knife, you know? <laughs> and, of course, you know, you're thinking, like, oh, man, this is kind of crazy or whatever. But I, I did grow up, like, cutting my hand, yeah. you know, with pocket oh, knife. yeah. And so, again, like, she's in the moment, and and I'm outside of the moment. So it's a little bit easier mm-hmm. uh, to be calm. But I think just uh, capturing that moment and trying to, like, not only speak into her life in and, and, and that kind of situation... But also, you know, oftentimes I'll get one of the boys on the phone and I'll walk them through uh, Mm -hmm. things and try to talk them through uh, that situation and tell them, you're okay, it's going to be okay. And you're trying to, like, speak truths to them when everything in their minds are, like, racing towards, like, the horror of that moment. And so I think it's really important that you just kind of speak calmly and walk through the situation and try to reduce kind of the stress and, 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 you know, kind of ask questions and that kind of thing. So... Um, I, you know, it's just when we, you know, as a family, we, it doesn't matter like what we're planning on doing. Our plans are often disrupted, mm-hmm. you know, and so I, I try to respond in a way that communicates that we expect things to not always go as planned. And when they don't go as planned, like we're gonna be okay. Like, yeah. oh, I bet we'll have a great time doing this, or you know, it, you're just trying to constantly capture those moments that you know everybody could be stressed out or complaining and all that kind of stuff and you're trying to like redirect that towards like something good that could come out of it and generally it does yeah i mean that's just the reality it's not always the case but oftentimes if you can if you can like your your attitude can be one of like Mm -hmm. embracing those things uh usually like it's forgotten Yeah. And the experience is joyful. Yeah. It
0: seems like a lot of times that sort of thing can be a self-fulfilling prophecy where as soon as the first bad thing goes down, you're like, well, this is just going to be a wreck of a time. Mm -hmm. And then sure enough... Um, because you are you know anticipating and making sure to complain right. about every little and watch for every little thing that could be wrong mm-hmm. uh, then yeah it is gonna be a terrible time you wrecked it you yeah, you're the one yeah. who made it be such a terrible <laughs> yeah. time with yeah. your bad attitude about
1: it yeah that's right you took yourself into the room you know <laughs> so I mean that's kind of what yeah. happens to us right yeah mm-hmm. for so. sure
0: yeah so um here's a question how do you if you're like talking to to your boys and, and you're in a situation a specific situation maybe um, how do you help them identify like okay I'm being a thermometer this is my my response right now is a thermometer response mm-hmm. how right. do you help them recognize that stuff so that they can you know begin to see the patterns right give them a process for identifying right. that and work towards a thermostat response instead
1: right. yeah no I I think one of the things you have to kind of I don't know just recognize is that uh, the, the patterns that you see in them are often like a mirror, you know, of your own. I don't
0: like this <laughs>
1: <laughs> I mean, seriously, like you look at them and you think, man, did they, uh, They think they came from me? Uh, uh, you know, yeah, but like yeah. a lot of their patterns that you see, you're <laughs> like, man, I just feel like they're acting just like just your like old dad, <laughs> you know? <laughs> yeah. And so, I, I mean, I think the probably the first step is to ask yourself what types of things stress you out, make you angry cause you to be grumpy, mm-hmm. uh, what triggers those things, you know, is it some kind of comfort that you, you know, that's been disrupted, or you felt like you were going to be in control today in some situation, and all of a sudden, all that changes or whatever, and so uh, I think you look at yourself first and say, you know, like, what what kind of things, or how do I respond in certain situations, and then you can, I think you can kind of move from that and say, like, what seems to trigger them? You know, mm-hmm. and uh, and and help them kind of identify some of the things that seem to trigger them, and then, and then you know, I think that helps you kind of get down to some of the situations and think about it. But uh, you could ask yourself, how do you deal with those situations? Like you probably have, I always think of it like a trail. You probably have a trail that you've been walking down, mm-hmm. you know, and they're probably walking down some of the similar trails. And then I think uh, you could ask yourself, like, if I were to blaze a new trail right when facing those things what would that look like and so I, I think that's both for your sons and for yourself it's very closely you know related
0: yeah, i think that's an important piece too um and a lot of things that we talk about we can talk about um you know ways that we're really focused in on 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 the boys and how they're you know seeing them transform mm-hmm. um, but i think with this especially uh this has to be you know like a me first kind of thing like yeah, like you said, more's caught than taught. We have to model this well. And so the first thing we have to do before you can even really start really dealing with like telling them or teaching them these these tools um, is to get a handle on it ourselves at some level, for sure. Right, for sure. Um, all right, next thing I would just whenever you were saying <laughs> you're saying you can guide them, you can direct them, you can help them think about them. Um, how? Because let's just say we're in a situation; they're ramped up, they're mm-hmm. frustrated. How do you get to their heart in that moment? How right. do you get to them and say, "Like, hey, listen, here's the problem."
1: Yeah, I think it's projecting calm. Uh, yeah, you know, just a, a calm, steady, you know, person in that moment is is is, is invaluable. I and, think like speaking somewhat softly.
0: You know, I mean, there are times, That's so are, hard, because imagine your kid's, like, angry about everything. They're yelling and screaming. They're mad at you, and yeah. then you're just like, yeah, it's so hard. I'm not hard saying there's come. not times where
1: you need to, like, say, okay, that's enough, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, yeah, you're kind of... I think you speak softly, steady, like, consistently. Um, I, I do think it's real important in that moment, too, to remind them how much you love them. Like, I mean, if, let's say they're crying over something. You know, I think there are times where I, uh, there's a tougher kind of side where it's like, I don't think that was a big deal. But sometimes it's, you know, it's it's kind of escalated beyond that, you yeah. know, and it is a little larger. And uh, so then I, I think you just remind them, you know, I love you. You hug them. You reiterate that, you know. Uh, I I'll, I'll, I mean, I don't even know why, you know, or how we started doing this, but I'd be like, uh, how much does your daddy love you? you know and it's always this much you know they spread their arms out and so you're constantly kind of driving that you know I think that's one I think um, I'll sometimes even like repeat truths about Mm -hmm. the situation so I would repeat truths about God about the situation or have them repeat after me you know about their parents love for them about you know how they want to bless others in the moment And, and so like I, I'm I'm like basically giving them the words mm-hmm. to say, and in in that I'm hoping to help their hearts catch up with what they're saying. Yeah, you know. Yeah. So, okay. um, and and I, I think sometimes like I know I can't deal with the situation, so I have to kind of leave it, and then you know totally, and then I have to come back and say, let's talk about that. Yeah. Like, what, what do you think about that today? I mean, if you were to kind of do that over, like, do you think you could have looked at that a little differently, you know? And that's when I might probe, you know, with some questions and try to help them identify, like, where did that start? How did it grow? You know, those kind of things. And you'd be surprised. They're they're thinking about that. And sometimes they say, I don't know. You know, and you're saying, <laughs> you think it could be this? Uh-huh. What about this? You know, and so you're helping them, like, build patterns in their life to identify that kind yeah, of stuff. Yeah,
0: that's awesome. Um, well, what would you say we're thinking about helping set a pattern for, um, for staying calm under pressure for keeping your head in chaos. Um, Why, why is this important? What are the benefits of, um, of our boys learning this at an er an early age, being young when they get, get a handle on this stuff? What are the benefits?
1: Yeah. I mean, I think there's certainly just benefits personally uh, with just dealing with situations in general, you know, like if they're going to like live a life, of blessing other people they're going to have to deal with situations and so i think uh that's really important you don't want them to run from situations you don't want them panicking in every situation and and then on the other side of that is like i'm always wanting whatever we're doing uh, I, I want it to lead to blessing other people. So in trouble times, you're looking for ways to say, "Hey, how can we be a blessing, and uh, how can we influence others for good?" So when people are angry, negative, or fearful, uh, they need to uh, be the type of people that will step up. Yeah, I, I want them to be the ones that you know that people will be crying on their shoulder, <laughs> right. and they're, they're they're there with their shoulders. I want them to bear the weight of trouble and I want them to bear it in such a way that they kind of carry people along. Yeah. I want them the people that kind of they can run into those kind of things. So your level of leadership is greatly dependent upon your ability to deal with problems. That's just a reality. Absolutely. You yeah. know, so you, you are going to face them over and over and over again. And I think we see people like Winston Churchill during the Second World War that we would say, "Good night in the face of this horrendous situation." Mm-hmm. The man stood. He kept cool.
0: Yeah. yeah. All right, so now uh, we've thought about you know how it looked for us um how um, how we're doing it now, um the benefits of it um last thing we want to come to here is uh some you know practical steps that someone can take if they want to help uh see their boys become little thermostats. <laughs> <laughs> there
1: you go. I think like I said earlier, be an example, just kind of yeah. move through these quickly uh, help your kids identify lies that they're telling themselves about any situation that they, you know, are facing. Mm -hmm. So they don't like, you know, you know, shipwreck the situation before they even get into it. Uh, help them like speak truth to to themselves. You know, uh, I think early on you're, you're having them repeat after you when they can't really verbalize, you know, the uh, proper response or a way to uh, think about that in a healthy way. Um, I think preparing them for common troubles, like I think that's just a reality for 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 all of us. You you have to say like, when I step in this situation, I know that it could uh, be a difficult one, or I know that like almost all aspects of life, even things that we think are going to be really fun or enjoyable, are going to have something that's going to seem like it's Mm -hmm. going to mess Mm -hmm. it up. So I'm constantly, you know, kind of reminding them this could happen, or you know, we don't know what's going to happen today. So, uh, another thing is like, don't hide trouble from them. That's one of the I really am thankful for. Uh, as a child, I felt like my parents carried me into things, mm-hmm. not, not, I mean, they were age appropriate for, you right. know, but, but again, they would carry me into situations or let me know about things and help me understand them. Um, and so, and I also think just saying like, Hey, this is how we're going to try to respond. You know, we might know what we're about to do, but we want to respond in this way. And, um, So I think all those things are helpful. And so we're just talking to them constantly. I even repeat that often. I'll be like, hey, do you think how we're responding right now is more thermostat-ish or like a thermometer? (laughs) And they'll be like, ah, you know, so it's good, though, I think. that's Yeah, that's a good tool. Cool. Well, we hope that we've equipped
0: and inspired you um, to practice being a thermostat, Um, the one who sets the temperature in the room, one who guides others, Uh, and how to respond uh, when there's chaos all around. Um, And we believe that modeling this for your boys, um, that by doing that, you're gonna help them pursue leadership roles, you're gonna help them be a rock for others, and you're gonna give them a process um, to be leaders who keep cool under pressure, um, and not people who follow others into panic um, when everything's falling apart. We wanna guide them to become men. That's what Chasing Water is all about. Thank you for listening. If you enjoyed this podcast, we hope that you'll subscribe, rate, and share it with someone else. And we hope that you'll join us for the next episode of Chasing Water.